Hello everyone, this is Natalie and I'm here with Joe. And we're glad you're listening to our sixth edition of Generation X Midwest, where we talk about everything because, as you know, nothing in Midwest is ever normal. You can locate us by simply typing Gen X Midwest, and that's two words, which is how you can find us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Amazon, Google, or whatever other platform you prefer to listen to podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe, and that way you won't miss any of our episodes. And you can drop us some messages on uh, Twitter at Gen X Midwest, Natalie at Natalie and Joe, um, and Facebook. And also, our email is GenXMidwest at gmail.com, and our Buzzsprout. Uh, Website is buzzsprout.com slash 2068182. Sounds like a prison number, but you know what? That's our girls just want to have fun number. There you go. Yeah. It's so, kind of like Jenny's number. It's Natalie and Joe's number. 8675309. Yeah, let's not confuse them. Yeah. 2068182. <laughs> <laughs> But in all seriousness, if you really like what you're hearing, uh, make sure you subscribe. And also, if you really, really, really like our podcast, uh, let others know about it. Don't just keep all that fun to yourself. Uh, Share it with others, and we'd really appreciate it. And if there's some topics that you would like for us to put our comedic spin on, (laughs) please drop us a line in any of those ways that you can get a hold of us, and we would be happy to do some digging for you and cover it. Oh, yeah. So, let's go ahead and jump right into this. Uh, Last week, uh, Joe was talking about situational awareness, uh, but we also mentioned we were going to uh, give any updates on the ongoing case of the kidnapping and murder uh, that happened down in Benton County, Arkansas, in southwest Missouri, McDonald County. And uh, what have you found out on that? Um, The the latest update I've got, it was... uh, What's today? Today is the 17th. It was yesterday. Let's see. Amber Waterman and her husband Jamie have both been indicted by a federal grand jury um, for kidnapping murder. So now they have federal charges against them and the charges for the two counts of the two counts of capital murder against Amber as well as the kidnapping is still on for her out of Benton County. So okay. they, they're both facing, um, Amber is charged with the actual kidnapping, and then Jamie is still being charged with the accessory after the fact. Okay. So, uh, as with any ongoing case, there's going to be some developments. We're going to follow this story, so there might be small developments, there might be big developments. I mean, really, it's just too early to tell, uh, but we'll... Uh, keep you up to date on that because as with anything any news in the midwest affects us so we'll be looking into that so but as we're sitting here talking about this i want people to understand that we're not pointing fingers and blaming the victim here right right um we want to just when we're talking about the situational awareness we want to bring some awareness to what we need to open our eyes to because Mm -hmm. the world that we live in today it's horrible right what and we talked a little bit last week about the the world that we lived in when mm-hmm. we were kids doesn't exist anymore, right? <laughs> Just in that short time period. I mean, we're not that old. Yeah, but <laughs> so. we're talking about 
20, 30-year yeah. deal here. Mm-hmm. I remember we used to play hide-and-seek, mm-hmm. and the police would come and want to play, too. I mean, right. it was <laughs> yeah, just they do it, it was a good time, but now yeah. you can't you can't do that stuff because one of the people you're hiding and seeking with may never come back out of their hiding spot because somebody took them. I mean, that's the, that's the world we live in now, and it's unfortunate. So, yeah, this is you have to change with the times, and unfortunately, this is one of those times that they're changing, and you got to be uh, more on your guard. And uh, I was going over some statistics the other day. And I was surprised to see that according to some websites that I have found that Missouri ranked number six, I saw a website where it ranked number eight in uh, one of the more violent states to live in as far as violent crime goes. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. But, you know, did they did they just looped at as a whole or did Uh, they section it off yeah what i looked at uh, was just looped as a whole of course we got st louis kansas city and springfield columbia jeff city uh joplin which is you know south but um we have all these major cities that i'm sure contribute to that and when you think about it that's just the crime that's reported correct so then there's also nonviolent crime too, which is personal property or property crimes like burglary and things like that, um, which we all know it's not a no-brainer that it's driven by the drug element. Yeah, so, so. let's legalize it. I mean, wait, that's the difference. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. I don't sorry, I can't, can't get off on that. <laughs> it's sometimes you can't help it. So... <laughs> I mean, in all serious though, talking about the drug epidemic that has plagued, it seems like it's plagued the Midwest, but I know other areas are bad as well, but it's just, you know, when you grew up in Mayberry-like atmosphere, it, it's upsetting and, uh, you know, like you said, let's go ahead and legalize it. But the thing is, um, when have you noticed somebody taking catalytic converters which i talked to a deputy he told me that in the black market it was going for fifteen hundred dollars yeah when have you (laughs) when have you heard somebody stealing catalytic converters so they can get high on weed right weed's not the problem no i'm not not advocating for weed don't get me wrong but no it it goes beyond that. So, I don't know. That's why I just say legalizing marijuana is just a gateway for other things. But, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's unfortunate that... I don't know. I've seen it a lot around the area that we're in, and it's just like, are you serious? I mean, can they really not tell that they're doing what they're doing? I mean, the involuntary movements. <laughs> it's... Now, I'll tell you a quick story. I It's been a few years back. Uh, that's and the reason I know that's because that's when Walmart was still open 24-7 without the COVID scare. Oh, yeah. But I it wasn't horribly late, maybe 10, 11 o'clock, but it was late enough where there were a few cars out there, but they were sporadic. So it wasn't like you couldn't see what was going on around you. So I put my groceries up. I survey the parking lot as I always do and had the car started and I just heard this tap, tap, tap. 
on my window that fast. Yeah. And this lady, Cruella DeVille looking like <laughs> woman with, with no teeth, looked probably 20 years older than what she actually was. Um, just, you know, the typical, you could tell she was on meth, you know, her mouth twerking more than Miley Cyrus. But <laughs> I'll probably get in trouble for that, but I don't care. Um, her wrecking ball. Yeah. <laughs> But she was, you know, and it's a typical story, but they all look alike and they all have the same story. Have you ever noticed that? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but she was uh, telling me about how she had a job, but she had no money, needed gas money. And I always keep, like, in the little compartment in the car that I used to drive was, you know, for change or whatever. And so I pulled out what was in there. I cracked the window just enough to hand that to her. And it, I don't even think it was $5, but she was grateful. And I said, I want you to think about something. I said, you don't see my right hand right now for a reason. And so she said, well, she kind of looked at me. He's like, what are you talking about? And I said, it's on a weapon that's ready to fire. And I said, do you understand this? And so she backed up. She's like, I'm not trying to start any trouble. And I said, what I want you to do, I said, I'm not saying this to threaten you or anything. I just want you to be aware that you can't be doing this to people. You need to make better choices. I said, tonight, if I hadn't been on my guard, you know, this would have ended badly for both of us. Well, and that's kind of going to segue us into the situational awareness a little bit. Because a lot of times people get so focused on one individual Mm -hmm. that they don't often, they don't, Think about the the possibility that there's two, and and sometimes more, but mm-hmm. more often than not, if somebody is going to commit a crime against an individual, there's going to be more than one person. Right. So you really have to be paying attention to more than what's just going on uh, mm-hmm. at that current deal. Yeah. And so a lot of people, I worked security for a little while, and now I've gotten into this habit where I look past people right. when I'm talking to them. And it makes those people nervous because I see them, they start looking behind them. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. guys, I'm not being disrespectful, okay? I believe in the eye contact conversations. Right. But I also am aware of what's going on around. And so I hope that someone feels safe with me around them because I'm paying attention to more than what's just going on right in front of us. But it is funny to see them get nervous and start looking around. It is. <laughs> it, it happens a lot. And you're yeah. like, wait, I'm, I'm just... I'm. Yeah, I've got my eyes open, okay? Right. Don't freak out on me here. Right. And I'm not shady or nothing. I'm not this shady dealing of a person. It's just that's what I do. You're just I've, paying attention. I've come over, over time. I've seen a lot of stuff, and so I pay attention to what's going on around mm-hmm. me. And it's for my safety and the other person's safety as well. So um, anything else you would like to add on that or... Uh, no, I think we need to just go into maybe ways that we can be aware, especially with the holiday shopping season coming up. Oh, yeah. So last week I had kind of brought up um, how predators will choose their targets. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them was their initial perception of who you are, mm-hmm. um, the amount of risk you pose, your observable value, and then your visible defenses. And so... Perception, the question to ask yourself is, how do you think other people view you? That's one question to ask yourself. 
And so we kind of talked about the color codes last week. Are you in white? If you're white, just stay home. Please stay home for your safety and everybody else's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because that white mode, you, I mean, essentially, you might as well just stay at home, close your eyes, and go to sleep. That's white mode. Mm-hmm. That's totally what it is. You're not paying attention to your surroundings at all whatsoever. You don't have your safety in mind. You don't have other people's safety in mind. And the reason why I say others is there is people who operate vehicles in white mode. Mm-hmm. And it's a scary, scary deal. And teenagers, we're talking to you. Yes, there's some that's uh, a little older that could do some of that, too. So the next one is the risk. Predators go through the process of target selection and attack planning to ensure success while minimizing risk to themselves. And so a lot of times, here's the advantages that someone has over you if their plan is to attack. Okay? Mm-hmm. So say... Someone's planning on robbing the bank that you're standing in. So they know that they're going to do this. They've planned it out. They know where the security guards are. They know who carries guns, uh, so on and so forth. So you're standing there. They Mm -hmm. have the plan of attack. Right. You are clueless. Mm -hmm. So your best defense is to pay attention to what's going on around you. And so a lot of times you really have to be paying attention. Situational awareness it's not about just paying attention, but it's also about trying to find the things that doesn't fit in the situation that you're in. Right. And so if you're in a bank <laughs> and it's summertime and some dude has, or chick, whatever, don't forget women commit crimes too. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, but if they got some weird face wrapping around their neck in the middle of summertime. Wearing a trench coat. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't fit. And so the mosque uh, bombing that happened a few years ago, they showed some video before the bombing actually took place. And so most of your people are casually talking. Nobody's really got backpacks. Nobody's really in a hurry. They're just kind of hanging out. They're doing their thing. But there's one guy. They catch him in two different uh, camera views. And he is a man on a mission. Mm-hmm. This guy is walking swiftly. He's got a backpack. He's got a direction he's going, and he's going. And so he doesn't fit the circumstances of which everybody else is in. So it'd be like you're in a funeral, <laughs> and then <laughs> there's somebody jogging. So, but a lot of people will miss that jogging person just because they're so enwrapped. They're they're wrapped up so much in what they're doing or mm-hmm. the conversations they're in that they're missing that stuff. Right. So that's kind of what I was talking about earlier when I'm like, I'm looking past people mm-hmm. because I can hear you and still be paying attention to what's going on. So that's one thing is the what risk they're going to take by attacking you. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone who's not paying any attention... And you carry yourself like a five-year-old, you're probably not in a good situation. Mm, no. So now I've been accused of uh, being ex-military and ex-police, which I am neither of, but it, I, just the way I carry myself. Um, there's a confidence level that you have to walk in, not an arrogancy, right. um, but a confidence level. 
And sometimes having that confidence, people aren't going to try to pull. I could be totally bluffing, but they don't know that. Right. Because of the way I carry myself. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to carry yourself with a little bit of confidence. Absolutely. Anything you would like to add to this point? Uh, no, that's pretty good. <laughs> Observable value. When you think of value, what comes to mind? Big house, nice car, expensive jewelry. So they're going to be looking at, do I have something to gain by taking the risk with this individual? Mm-hmm. And so uh, not making yourself an easy target. I don't know how many... There's uh, towns in Missouri, when, when you start talking about the crime, there's towns in Missouri that people are still leaving a purse sitting in the car seat <laughs> with yeah. their cars unlocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're leaving guns sitting out where they're visible mm-hmm. with their cars unlocked. In which I will add, if you're stupid enough to leave a gun sitting out where it can be found, whether they break in your car or you leave it unlocked and they commit a crime with that, you can be held accountable right. for okay. negligence. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind when you just throw it in your floorboard. Right. Um, you need to be locking that stuff up because people who commit crimes, they don't have a problem with it. Let's not give them the tools to do that. Right. Because sometimes these people, I mean, of course you can get a gun off the black market. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of what all your gun control people want to believe, mm-hmm. people are still getting access to guns that have their felonies, that they have felon felony charges against them, and so on and so forth. So Yeah, because we all know that making things illegal stops people from breaking the law. Yes. Right. And that's why there's absolutely no meth heads. Yeah. Because meth is totally illegal. It's just a figment of our imagination. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, no, you don't want to make yourself an easy target, but you don't want to make yourself a target that's attracted, attractable. An attractable target? Attractive. Attractive target. Tempting. Yeah. I see your Gucci bag. Yeah. And I'll raise you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, don't gamble with your safety is yeah. the bottom line. And I mean, I think it's fantastic that people that could afford those things. But it's very important that you keep those things in mind. But part of your defense is just paying attention. And again, mm-hmm. I don't know if I brought it up, but I have said it several times. It costs you nothing to pay, but it can cost you dearly if you don't. Exactly. And it's paying attention. All you got to do is take a few seconds out of your day to look around. Mm-hmm. Well, all of that is good advice and just, you know, what better time to practice it than we're officially in the holiday season. So... A couple of things, like if you're out and about shopping and you just absolutely have to go alone, um, you know, there's different things that you can do is try to go in the daytime as much as you possibly can, park up close to an entrance, do a quick survey before you get out of the car, make mental notes of your environment, and just carry the minimum with you. Now, I realize that this is hard to believe, but I've never been a purse carrier, ever. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Now, backpacks, on the other hand, but not purses. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But the thing is, is just, you know, carry the minimal with you. Um, I have my keys, a nice little metal wallet that keeps all my cards together, and it works good. Carry my phone with me, my jacket or my front pocket. So, 
there's no worries with any of that stuff. So just, you know, keep the minimal with you. You don't have yeah. to bring the kitchen sink to everywhere you freaking go to. Right. <laughs> no, and I've talked. I talk to people a lot about situational awareness, and what I want people to understand is that we're not trying to get you to live in fear. That's not what this is about. Um, because some people can take it to an extreme and be like, uh, "Somebody can jump out behind this thing and attack me." But what you need to uh, think about is, if something happened, what would I do? Mm-hmm. And so. Um, in some self-defense classes, um, I've worked with kids and, and, and women both in this, is that uh, a loud target, nobody wants a loud target. They draw too much attention. Right. Um, so if somebody grabs you, start screaming, start yelling, start doing whatever, you know. Spit, and so kick. Spit, kick. Kick there. And so a lot of the times we talk about, too, if you are in an emergency situation, on average, and the normal person can, can on average, remember about seven things. Mm-hmm. Hence your phone number, you know. Right. But in, a, in a, an emergency situation, they say that a person can recollect three things. That's it. Mm-hmm. They can bring to mind three things. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have 911. Uh, you have drop, stop, and roll, mm-hmm. um, so on and so forth, because those are the things that you're going to remember. So when you, if you get into a self-defense class, and I do recommend that people do something mm-hmm. to, yeah. to help with self-defense, but um, besides a gun, which th- ultimately if you can get a gun in play, that's your best defense. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's not possible right. um, because a lot of times those attacks can happen within 20 feet. Mm-hmm. And a person can cover 20 feet in about one to two seconds. Right. And so you have to quickly think about this stuff. So you really want to be thinking about it beforehand. So in self-defense, a lot of times what we would teach was an elbow mm-hmm. to the gut, a stomp to the foot, and a and something to the groin. I mean, whatever you could get into play. Kick Just those to get balls, ladies. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, Kids, little kids, they have, they don't have a lot going for them as far as strength. Right. They have a loud voice. Oh yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard some of them kids screaming at Walmart, but uh, they've got a voice. Here and there across the <laughs> store. So, and then I've also said limp noodle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if anybody has ever tried to carry around dead weight, but go limp noodle. Mm-hmm. Slides right out, and I'm talking slide right out. <laughs> <laughs> so, but. The idea is to get yourself away from that situation. Mm-hmm. And if you can get loose, don't stand there and wait for them to grab you again. Take yeah. off. Yeah, get your butt out of there. Haul it. And But the thing is, is you have to have these things in your brain before it ever happens to you. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost like a training for yourself. And you're going to react the way you train. Mm-hmm. So it's important to keep those things in mind, to run situations through your brain and I'm not saying that you're living in fear by doing so, no. but you're making a plan of defense or an attack or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be if this situation was to arise in your life. Right, because so, honestly, how many times do you go out and think something like that's going to happen? You don't. No. Your mind just doesn't go there. And that's why people are like mm-hmm. scrolling through their phone when mm-hmm. they're walking down the sidewalk, bumping into people because mm-hmm. they never think it's going to happen to them. And But that, I assure you, everyone yeah. who's 
it's happened to has said it would never happen to me. Yeah, that's what every victim has said. Yeah. So, uh, another thing, uh, just because it is the holiday season, a lot of people are going to parties, they're taking their vacations, going to see family and all this. Uh, one of the things that I have heard that thieves look for is a full mailbox. They look for packages piling up on your porch, their garage, which is a good indication that the residence is vacant. And all it takes is just a quick phone call to the post office and say, hey, can you hold my mail Mm -hmm. for an X amount of days? I think you can even do that online now, make a request for it. Yep. Um, Or at best, have a trusted friend or relative or neighbor pick them up. Yeah, and they even look for the same lights being on all the time. Yeah. So you, so gotta, you can get you a little timer, light timer, pretty mm-hmm. inexpensive right. um, compared to what they were years and years ago. But uh, Doorbell cams work great. Security mm-hmm. cameras aren't really that expensive now. So, I mean, there's just little things that you can do. And granted, nothing is foolproof. If they want it bad enough, they're going to hurt you to get it. They're going to come in any way they can to get it. But what you can do is just make it as hard for them as possible. Yeah. So, um, you know, especially like in the days of social media, we all want to post our best moments, but that's just an open invitation for thieves. And there's a lot of people I know, they will not post while they're on vacation, but when Mm -hmm. they get back, they'll share it. Right. But it's like, just be careful that you're not giving away too much of yourself. Yeah. You don't want to wrap your house up in a bow. While right. you're on vacation. Let's just put it that way, okay? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gifting my stuff to you. Okay. Yeah. yeah, just just don't do that. And like it's just small things that, you know, people think, yeah, well, but you know, it's it's sometimes it's the little things that's gonna make a big difference. Oh yeah. So with that, we're gonna wrap it up here and we appreciate you listening to us and we're gonna come up with a fun episode next time, I believe. Just some wacky uh, oh yeah, Missouri stuff. Yeah. So, and I don't want you to think that we're prioritizing Missouri. Well, I guess we kind of are because we live in Missouri. <laughs> but, yeah, but we could come up with some other yeah. states too on this one because oh, yeah. there's some crazy stuff out there. But we're gonna kind of surprise you. Yeah. So it's gonna be fun. So, anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you next time. Have a good one. Thank you.